started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. All right, welcome back to City Girls Make Do, your number one Sex in the City podcast, hosted by me, Stephanie, aka your industrial strength pubicide. <laughs> and I'm Alex, a 20-something gal. Oh, well, we are both 20-something gal. That's true. This was a very apt episode for us, one we can really conquer and tackle. Oh, we really can, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, so this episode is called 20-something girls versus 30-something women. It is our penultimate season two episode. We're almost finished. Season two, episode 17. Yeah, we're almost finished with season two. We still have, like, four more seasons. Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, no kidding. But I'm, like, I feel like season three is the season I've been most looking forward to getting to, so, like... With, yeah, yeah, I mean, we've been hyping it up as well quite a lot, so uh, mm-hmm. hopefully you guys enjoy it just as much as we do, but it starts out strong and remains strong from what I can remember. Uh-huh. It's gonna be good, like, just throughout. I mean, Carrie's a piece of work in it, but, like, it's really good, so. And we've already got some guests lined up for season three, so I'm very excited. Uh-huh. Um, get, get hyped, officially. It's time to get hyped, because there's gonna be some some friends who are coming on. Uh, but yeah, this week's episode is just the two of us, and, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we can just jump into this, this war against 20-something girls. So, did you say the episode um, title? I did, it's 20-something girls versus 30-something okay. women. Cause, you know, okay. when you're in your 20s, you're a, you're not a woman yet. You're not a girl, I- not yet a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have to say, one of my biggest pet peeves is being called like a girl in a serious manner you know oh yeah absolutely i mean especially by men oh yeah uh, men can choke like all the time but especially if you if you call me a girl like i'm i'm clearly a full-grown yeah. woman mm-hmm. yeah i've been i've been a woman for quite some time now so it's kind of like uh, yeah it's it's frustrating but mm-hmm. even from this perspective because it's like the 30 something women women in quotations because apparently you're only a woman when you're in your 30s uh like even to them they're using it in a just kind of rude sense and it's like well you know i'm i'm still an adult but yeah and i mean these people are idiots so I know, right? It's like, who, who are you to say shit about these 20-something women? Like, they're fine. I mean, one of them is kind of a piece of work, but, like, aside from that, like, they're yeah. mostly fine, but... Let's jump in. Um, Yeah, let's jump in. So we start this episode with kind of like a Brady Bunch-type opening. <laughs> it's like, they tried, I guess. Yeah, Carrie's explaining, like, how these characters know each other, so there's like a married couple and then she invites her single gal friends and he invites the single guy friends and a whole bunch of i don't know it's just so i lost like focus quite quickly yeah well look the whole idea is they have a beach house that they rented with a whole bunch of them one hot and sticky summer which is uh, (laughs) in the hamptons 
And yeah, like everything was good until, what is it? Like there's Rob and Elaine and then Elaine came back and she found Rob canoodling with Janet and mm. blah, blah, and blah. Then, like one of the guys admitted to her that he always held a candle for her. Like, I don't know. It makes no sense, but like the the entire reason we get this is because I guess Charlotte is friends with Janet, and like no one wanted to go back to the beach house after that because it was such a disaster. So now Charlotte is trying to get the other girls to rent out the beach house for like the entire month of August. Oh my god! Imagine. Okay, like let let me be real here for a second. I love my friends. I don't want to live with them for a fucking month on a beach. Well, like I guess they. It seems like they're only up there on the weekends. I guess a month is a long time. It's a long time because, like, okay, say you you know a roommate you don't see all the time because you're at work and you're going out. But like, if you're with your friends, you need to be with them on a holiday. Like, it's just so weird to me. I mean, because it's a four-hour drive from New York to the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. They say, which is yeah, like too long to be going up for just for just the weekends. Like that's too long of a drive. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, what are you doing? But mm. then they like, they're all none of them are really into it except for Charlotte. I don't even know why Charlotte is so into it. She well, I mean, she kind of says why, but like the other girls are like, well, Miranda says that sounds like something you kind of do in your twenties, and. I don't know, like, Samantha basically talks about how her 25-year-old assistant has a summer share with 18 other girls, and they have to sleep in shifts, and they also fuck in shifts, <laughs> which I'm like, okay. Oh, I, yeah, that sounds unrealistic. Um, yeah. But the, I mean, the whole concept of the Hamptons doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand the Hamptons, mostly just because, like... <laughs> New York doesn't seem like a place that gets that hot. I mean... Well, cities, um, you might as well kill yourself if you're in a city and it's in summer. Like, you just might as well die. I don't know. Uh-huh. I just uh, don't understand. But it's a rich people thing, I guess. <laughs> it's so rich people thing. Like, I said that I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives of New York recently and every season starts with them in the Hamptons just fucking dicking about. Just not doing anything. They're just having, like, a party or just having dinner on a yacht. I mean, it seems wonderful, but, like, rich people are horrible, so... Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, again, there... I don't know. I don't feel like this is something that only people in their 20s can do. Yeah, not a lot. Well, like, I'm doing a beach house thing with a bunch of friends this year, but there's, like, it's not... 18 of us but it's also not four (laughs) of us it's like a week where there's like maybe 10 or 11 of us and we've been saving for quite a while because like we're all in our 20s so it's like you know we have to plan this a year out not like two weeks beforehand and it's yeah it's very different from being it's very different from like the 20 something thing they're talking about where it's 18 girls just partying for forever or the 30 something thing of whatever they're fuck they're doing so yeah i feel like a week is a good enough time i've i've never really thought about like 
renting out a house with my friends because again I don't really want to do that um, but I've, I've never done this but I've had a couple of offers where people have been like oh I mean this might be me just outing myself as having friends who have money but <laughs> I remember like I would have friends and they'd be like oh a friend of a friend or oh we're staying at like so-and-so's parents house while they're away and they live like on the seaside mm. do you want to yeah. come and yeah I've never really like I just sort of again see a good thing is that you are older 20s and I'm younger 20s so my friends are all still living with their parents mm-hmm. <laughs> so if anyone has a beach house it's just someone's parents house Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, I don't know anyone my age who has, I mean, I have like one friend who has bought a house who's like two years older than me, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, no one owns anything or like anything no. like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, even, I don't know. <laughs> Just like, I cannot imagine renting a property. Be like, oh no, do you want to Airbnb this place? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or you just, you know, buy a timeshare. Just <laughs> fucking hell. If you buy a timeshare, you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> they're a scam. It's like people who get caught up in MLMs. I'm just like, I have so much sympathy. I yeah, I could never have sympathy for people who get caught up in MLMs. No. I'm just like, I have, I can have sympathy for your family once you throw all your money in the garbage and your family has nothing anymore because you're like. I thought these these face wipes were a good idea. Now I have five hundred in my house that I can't sell. Like I yeah, I'm like people have war in their countries. I don't have enough sympathy for someone who got caught up in stuff which is famously a scam. I don't understand how it's twenty nineteen and people are still in pyramid schemes <laughs> and they like Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do any research before, but yeah, I guess this is beside the point. <laughs> Uh, this is beside the point. Um, everyone's stupid except us. <laughs> yeah, everyone is so stupid. Um, well, you know what? The other girls were pretty smart because they were all like, uh, kind of just want to like not go out to the Hamptons. But then Charlotte kind of convinces them. She's just like, oh, come on, guys. Like this time next year, we one of us might be married. Like this could be our last summer together. Like she's talking about it. Like they're like 18 years old and it's their last <laughs> summer before college. And like, yeah. they're never going to see each other again. How is one of you going to be married in a year? I mean, that does happen, but like, right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, God, we'll fucking get there. But, like, yeah, the girls do kind of agree. They're like, you know, let's just, let's do it for Charlotte, I guess. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're all well well off enough that, like, they can afford to do it and it's fine. But, I mean, all of this is rich people problems. Like, yeah, it's just the show. Can we talk about Nina and how much I fucking hate her? Uh Uh-huh. We sure can. Um, because- <laughs> you oh, you do. I fucking hate her. Fuck, I, yeah. Okay, so Samantha gets to her office and her 20-something assistant is there. And so the the voiceover is like, Samantha always felt like she was in her 20s until seeing an actual 20-something, so her assistant Nina. And she's just like over the top kind of gabbing on the phone to her friend really loudly. And Samantha's just like trying to give her her work to do because, you know, like she's at work. And so the assistant starts, so she drops an F-slur and an F-bomb very loudly in one sentence, and Samantha is kind of like, hmm, 
So, uh, really didn't, I mean, dropping an F-bomb at work is, you know, probably tacky for her. Dropping an F-slur at work is kind of just like, hmm, maybe don't do that anywhere, even at work, or outside of work, or ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, when she sort of was introduced, I'm like, okay, yeah, she's going to be the most obnoxious, like, to the tea like she's acting at a 10 and then oh, yeah. i'm like oh she just straight up said a slur great fucking hate her <laughs> irredeemable awesome yep they sure did make her pretty irredeemable like instantly and but like samantha's good because she comes over and just shuts it down she like puts her phone on hold and is just like off the phone now <laughs> and she pretty much fires her like right then and there because she just is because it's wildly unprofessional. I mean, talking to your friends at work is just like, I mean, we've all done it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> to do it so obviously and to throw around slurs and swears. Yeah, it's uh, very unprofessional. And, and to straight up ignore your boss when she hands work to you. Ah, <laughs> uh, and like the girl is just straight up rude about it. Like she's like, I have personal relationships of my own too, and like, y- you wouldn't even know it was hot if it wasn't for me. I, I mean, she does make reference to her friends doing coke, and I'm like, is she on coke? Because there's no way any human being would be like, oh, this is a good decision I can make. This is how I get myself out of my boss being mad at me is by telling her that she's old. Yeah, no kidding. She's like, it's Sam- she calls Samantha deluded and because Samantha's like well you don't grasp the difference between us and like god what does she say she's like well the difference between us is that fucking you went to studio 54 and I waited in line for the movie yeah I mean that movie wasn't even very good so I don't think that's a brag (laughs) oh yeah you went to studio 54 the acclaimed nightclub which is still spoken about 40 years later I went to go see a movie with Ryan Philippe Good for you. Yeah, shut the fuck up. It kind of makes me laugh thinking, like, about how this girl is, like, I guess technically she would be, like, a Gen X girl if, like, generations are fake, but just, like, thinking about how Gen X people won't stop talking about how millennials are fucking lazy and just shitty, and it's, like, hmm, you know, I feel like it's almost, like, as if people always hate young people no matter what generation it is (laughs) yeah it's kind of like that is the case like everyone is just fucking dumb old people suck because they're old young people suck because they're young the only valid people are like babies that's true or me and you and that's (laughs) it and we're both babies so good for us (laughs) we are babies Mm. Uh, yeah i don't know it just fucking sucks and i really i'm not over the studio 54 thing like but i could check over it on a horse i'm jealous i wasn't alive in the 70s fucking hell yeah and so after this we cut to samantha carrie and miranda who are like walking with their travel bags and okay before we talk about their conversation they're like the powerpuff girls like One of them is, okay, wait, Samantha's all in red, Carrie's all in blue, and Miranda's all in green, (laughs) and Miranda's hat is hideous. Yeah, there are some 
choice outfits this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like in their little fucking color-blocked outfits. is amazing. It's really good. And Samantha's like complaining about the 20-something girls and how they're spoiled and ungrateful and blah, blah, blah. I mean, based off of Nina, she's right. But Nina's yeah. one person, not an entire group of people. Everyone born between like a 10-year fucking age. Like, yeah, it's just weird. Everyone born in the last 20 years is terrible and spoiled. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just, well, can't argue that. It's just no. the truth. That's what I've seen. I have an anecdote. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Miranda kind of agrees with her and Carrie's like, okay, guys, like, have some compassion. Like, we were just them. Uh-huh. And for once, Carrie's like the most valid person in this conversation, but... Have we not all been dumbasses? Right, I mean, that, yeah. Like, that's the thing, is I feel like when you're in your 20s, you just obviously you have less experience with the world, and mm-hmm. you're probably going to be a stupid bitch sometimes. And then when you're in your 30s, you're still going to be a stupid bitch sometimes. You're just older, so you have less of an excuse. The thing is, you just have less dumb bitch juice to drink now, so you gotta ration it, but you still have it. <laughs> yeah, it's running through your veins. Mm-hmm. It's, I've got dumb bitch juice just coursing through me 24-7, 365, and I refuse, <laughs> I refuse to give it up. Exactly, that's my life essence. And they run into Charlotte, and so, because they're taking the bus to the Hamptons, it's, like, called the Hamptons Jitney? Yeah, I've heard about this. Like, I remember it appearing in, do you remember the very famous episode of Gossip Girl that took place at the Hamptons? I do not, because I have only seen, like, three episodes of Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh my god, it's the origin of the, um, what is it? Eight, what, eight letters, three words, say it and I'm yours. What is it? I love you. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love you too. Oh, yeah. It's a very famous, like, episode, and there's a prince. I always, oh, like, not a real prince, and then Blair wears, like, a bandage dress. Oh, geez. The yeah. Hampton sounds like an alternate reality, and I don't want to be there. Oh, yeah, it does. I feel like watching this makes me feel like the poor kid in all those movies that take place in, like, prep schools. I feel like someone's going to throw a drink on me and call me, like, a Jay poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. And, okay, the worst part about this scene is that Charlotte has this new... Well, I guess she just met this guy at the bus, but he is this very young guy, and, well, he's not even that young, but, like, compared to them, he's fairly young and he says he's been going to the Hamptons every summer for 20 years and then he says like since he was six (laughs) and they're like thanks we worked it out (laughs) and yeah he his name is Greg Mm, because of course it is Mm -hmm, of course and Samantha's so or no Charlotte's so excited that she's met this guy she's like oh we're gonna have so much fun yeah yeah he he's boring like I guess he's pretty apparently he was in Crossroads oh was he yeah, because that's the only piece of trivia on the IMDb. But he was in Crossroads, and Kim Cattrall was in Crossroads, and she played Britney's mom. That's our second Crossroads reference this episode. <laughs> the thing about Britney is that she's eternal, so... Oh my god, she's so good. I was listening to some Britney earlier, and do you know what? I feel replenished. You should. Uh, yeah, but I've never seen Crossroads, so maybe we should make that a Patreon oh, bonus episode. We should, we should. I saw it in theatres. <laughs> oh my god! 
Ah, uh, those were the days when I was a girl, not yet a woman. And, uh, okay, so they arrive at the beach house, and apparently everything smells kind of like a mildew. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carrie says it's beachy. It just, well, this place doesn't look that bad, but they're all like, this is disgusting. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. I mean, I guess I can't smell it, but still. I mean, Charlotte seems to be pretty cheery. She's just happy to be there. And she tells them not to be cynical. I loved <laughs> I loved this because, like, well, Carrie's like, well, that's one advantage we have over girls in their 20s. And Miranda's like, I was cynical in high school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was a sarcastic little fuck when I was about 12. Yeah. Well, I w- like, we just talked about this, like, two episodes ago. But when I was 16, I was going hard on fucking Catcher in the Rye. I was like, <laughs> I was like all these fucking phonies like everyone is so fake and stupid like the world i'm so jaded and i'm like Mm -hmm. 13 years old and (laughs) yeah yeah we are i mean we're the 20 year old girls they would like true because we're cool we're cool um we're hip we're mature I mean, we don't ever leave the house unless we have to, but... Yeah, I feel like they go out a lot more than we do, or at least they go out a lot more than I do, and I'm like, how do you have the energy? My friends are talking about having a drink tomorrow, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'm tired. Basically, I'm like, okay, I have one plan for this weekend, and I'm like, that's pretty good, like, I'm doing (laughs) something, That's that rules, cool. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the cinema by myself. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, that's one of my favorites. I love to do that. What are you going to see? Uh, If Bill Street could talk. I don't know shit about what's playing right now, so. Barry Jenkins, come snatch my wig. Uh, where were we? We're at the part where, so Greg knocks on the door and Charlotte's just like, if he asks, I'm 27. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, the whole thing of, like, lying about your age is very uncute. Uh-huh. I don't get it. And Charlotte's not even that old. She's, what, like, 32 maybe or something? Like... Yeah, it's just better to be honest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And, like, it's obvious that she's not 27. Like, I'm 27? And <laughs> I'm sorry, but she's not. Yeah, he comes in and he's like, oh, hey, my friends are having a beach party. Uh, you, We're having a bonfire. Like, you guys are all invited. Like, cool. Yeah. It's also very obvious she's not 27 because all her friends are like, <laughs> yeah, right? she's a 27-year-old hanging around with a bunch of 40-year-olds. <laughs> a 40-year-old and two 30-year-olds. Great, I get it. I know. <laughs> and like, by the way, Miranda dresses this entire episode, like, even though she looks like she's like in her early 30s, you're like, okay but you're clearly in your 30s <laughs> just those outfits are something Miranda dress is like a 100 year old woman who got transported into the body of a 30 year old and she's so valid for it she's all the more valid <laughs> it's really good I mean I would never wear any of her outfits from today from this outfit from this episode but <laughs> yeah I appreciate it so they go to this bonfire party and they are just so disgusted by everything that seems to be around them. Well, I mean, Fatboy Slim is playing, <laughs> which is something. <laughs> yeah, it's not really their music. It's not really their jam. Not really. Well, they all hate it except for Charlotte's not there. We're like, where's Charlotte? And, uh, but then we get to meet Laurel. Laurel? She's a 20-something girl who's who's a little bit less, she's not like those other girls, because she's not, like, getting shit-faced like them. 
she's not one of those girls thrown up on the beach. She's a writer. She worships Carrie because she's just like, oh my god, Carrie Bradshaw. And she works in publishing, but she's a writer. Yeah, I mean... I think all my friends who have studied English lit somehow end up in publishing or marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's just what happens. But they're like, I want to be an author. So, and she's a huge fan of Carrie's. And as the episode goes on, it becomes less and less, like, it makes less sense. I do not understand why she's a fan of Carrie. It makes no sense whatsoever. I don't even understand why she's here. I don't understand why she's hanging around with these people. Like, they... She seems to be very bookish. She looks about 15. <laughs> she really does, though. Like, she looks like she belongs on Gilmore Girls or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she could be She could be one of Rory's friends. But she's like, oh my god, Carrie, I'm a huge fan. I love you so much. Like, she, is, she stands, Carrie. She does. <laughs> she stands a disaster. And... <laughs> Don't we? Yeah, that's true. Uh, new Ariana Grande album came out this weekend. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, or two days ago go if you're listening to this the day it comes out <laughs> break up with your boyfriend i'm bored god i'm uh, i'm gonna <laughs> listen to it but i'm not gonna pay for it that's how i feel so <laughs> oh i've got spotify it's fine yeah exactly. i don't know if that counts yeah and yeah i don't really understand but yeah yeah she wants carrie to be her mentor yeah why she could just ask someone that and i don't <laughs> understand because like if she does she want to be like a fiction writer because carrie doesn't like what kind of tips would she get from carrie as a writer i don't understand yeah carrie's like a columnist like i guess you could make a a case that she's a journalist i guess so but like the other thing i was thinking was oh maybe she wants carrie because maybe she wants to like network and get connections but like she's already working in publishing and carrie is published in like a shitty newspaper so like that's probably not where she wants to get published anyway so I don't really understand any of this, but... No, I mean, I guess for me, if I maybe if I met like an actor who did something that I didn't necessarily want to do, but I still liked them, like a voice actor or something, it'd still be, I'd still be like, oh my god, I'm a huge fan. That's a really good point. But like this person that you see on the street that you're like, I recognize you from your photo in your column and I barely know who you are, but like... Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I wouldn't know who someone was even if I saw their picture in the paper like every day. It's got to be one picture of her. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think. If I had only ever seen, say, Stephen King from the back of a fucking book, I don't know if I would recognize him if I saw him in public. There are, like, precisely two authors I would recognize in public and I wouldn't say hi to either of them, so. Because <laughs> one of them's J.K. Rowling and the other one's George R. R. Martin. I would just go feral if I saw J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I I literally would not be able to talk to George R. R. Martin without being like, I'm going to kill myself if The Winds of Winter doesn't come out in 2019. <laughs> and so I feel like it's best if I just don't say anything at all. If I ever met George R. R. Martin, I'd be like, uh, I read about like three chapters of the first book, but have you heard of this, this little podcast uh, that my friends <laughs> run? Uh, I feel like I would be assassinated by Brooks and Eddie if I got Jerem to listen to the show. Oh god, that would be phenomenal. Could you imagine if he subscribed to Noise Space podcast? Not that Pete got us on Noise Space, but like, could you imagine George R. R. Martin come on City Girls Week 2? 
<laughs> yeah, imagine he just like writes two side characters in the Winds of Winter, and they're called like Alex with a Y and Stephanie with like three Fs, <laughs> and they're just like I don't know, Marjorie's ladies in waiting, and they. Oh God. <laughs> That would be they fantastic. They just gossip all the time. Yeah. Oh, my dream. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, God, why do we get so distracted? We need to talk about the show. I know. Okay, so they wake up the next morning and Miranda finds that someone puked on the deck. And Charlotte's like on the Ugh. couch with Greg just like on top of him. She's wearing, she is wearing a dress. Um, and it seems to be all the way down. Her hair looks, she looks incredibly sexy, I have to say. I mean, true. I mean, that's Kristen Davis. She's she's <sighs> good to see. I mean, not to be a huge, huge homo, bisexual, but she's cute. Yeah. Gotta, I gotta agree with you on the big, huge homo bisexual there. <laughs> <laughs> And Miranda's just like, what are you, 25? <laughs> Charlotte's just like, I'm She's 27. Like 27. <laughs> 27. That's me all the time. I'm constantly yelling that I'm 27. And people just don't, people just don't care for it. They're always rolling their eyes like Miranda did, so. Yeah, I'm always, um, who's the icon for 22-year-old? I, I ain't no baby. Uh, well, I mean, the icon for 22-year-olds is, I don't know about you, but I'm 20. <laughs> I can't even sing the words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't want to get sued by taste whistle so let's, oh, let's move on yes uh okay and then we're back in new york city and carrie's just like flipping through in a photo album just reminiscing about her 20s just looking back at the good old days the great skin the consequence free life which like i have so many friends in my in their 20s who are like i still have acne my skin sucks like i don't know what she's talking about adult acne is real mm. and it's it's a thing. Um, I mean, my skin broke out because I had pizza like twice this week and I'm not happy about it. Well, that's just how life is. And Carrie, <laughs> that's one of the things she says is good about your 20s is your skin. But then she says that there's also the horrible apartments, the sexually inexperienced men, the awful outfits. And like, okay, I'm sorry, but sexually inexperienced men seem to be in like every single episode of the show. So I don't know how that's a <laughs> 20s problem for them. I think the problem is just men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Um, as it always is, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Man, true. And awful outfits, like we've seen some of those when they've been in their thirties too. So it's called trends change. So obviously, you're gonna think things you wore ten years ago are ugly, but it's called Carrie's wearing a fourteen-year-old boy's board shorts in this episode. She kind of is, and she has no shame. She's wearing a lot. Oh, we'll get there. But these were. Horrific. They burnt my eyes out. I'm, I'm, I literally, I can't see. I'm, <laughs> luckily I recorded all my notes in Braille and I can read Braille because they were disgusting. Yeah, it was not a good look. There were some real bad beach looks this, this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. So then we got our question. So she's like, okay, well, 20-something girls, should we fear them or pity them? Are 20-something girls <laughs> friend or foe? I know. I, I felt so attacked. 
I I know. I was kind of like, I don't know. I feel like I could be your friend. Not that I want to because you're a disaster, no. but... No, I could see... I mean, if we wrote this... Like, I could see myself meeting, like, a, a woman in her 30s and being like, oh my god, she's so mature. Like, her life's together. I want to be like her. And then mm-hmm. realizing she's very slowly that she's a bigger mess than me. That's all of these women because yeah. <laughs> they sure don't have their shit together. Not like they have to, but they seem like they're claiming like they have all their shit together and these 20-something girls don't, so. Yeah, yeah, they really, I mean, no one ever has their shit together. That's just a fact of life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Carrie, Carrie goes out with Laurel and they're going to like some book launch it seems to be. Yeah, it's some kind of book party and she's going as Laurel's mentor and the girl's just like, oh god, she's just fawning over her and she's so annoying. She keeps asking her questions and they're so stupid. And then she asks the big one, which is, uh, it's about how girls her age are saving themselves from marriage. And uh, Girls have always been saving themselves from marriage. What is she talking about? Yeah, that's not a new thing. And then Carrie just turns around and looks her dead in the face and says, saving, for, saving what for marriage? <laughs> <laughs> Carrie doesn't seem to understand that um, some people can be virgins after the age of 18. Yeah, Carrie's just like flabbergasted, like, you're saving it for what? <laughs> Yeah. Huh? <laughs> she just kind of like shame her a bit. And I wrote down like, oh, this is, you know, Carrie's not being all that polite about it. And then she's like, no hand jobs, no blow jobs. And I'm like, huh? That's just not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I feel like the initial shock is kind of like, I feel like I might have the initial like, oh, you're saving it? Like, that's going to be a disappointment when you do have it. But then I'm like, well, that's your choice, though. I'm not going to be like, because Carrie's like, you're seriously telling me you've never had sex with a man before? And I'm just like, Carrie, chill. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's it's her body. I mean, I think like millennials are waiting longer and longer to have sex or something. Uh, And like, I know a lot of people who haven't and it's just not a big deal like i think it's better to wait than to have lots and lots of shitty sex just for the sake of it there's i feel like there's kind of like for me personally like a fine line between being like well i don't really want to just like hook up with the like people the second i start dating them or like well not even dating because that's different than seeing people i guess but like but at the same time i don't want to be with someone for like three years and then find out that they won't even like mohay so or that they will but they're bad at it like i don't know that sounds like a waste of time Yeah, I feel like the people who are super into, like, saving yourself, they are having sex purely for reproductive purposes. Like, there is no pleasure. It's just in and out. Bob's your uncle. And uh, that's not for me, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not not for me personally. But, I mean, like, the thing is, there's lots of other ways to to enjoy yourself without having sex with people. So, like, for all we know, she goes home and, like, rubs it out hard every night. But even if she doesn't, that's valid too. Yeah, she's got her pink rabbit for girls. And no, if you're saving yourself, you are not. There is no penetration because you want to be tight. You want to be... But it's not because you don't want to do penetration. It's because you want to have your fucking hymen intact. Just swap your rabbit for a bullet and then you're good. Then you don't have to worry about the penetration. You're just like, go, go, go. True. The only bullet I uh, can be down for, I'm anti-gun, unless it's a vibrator. I will take a bullet for for this. I'll take a bullet to the clit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, that's the best place to. That's the best place to take it. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Just fucking obliterate that bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Carrie clearly is getting like kind of annoyed with the questions because she just keeps going on and on, and it's like oh, you know, oh, Carrie- she's asking us stupid stuff. She's like, "Oh, do you think twenty five is too young for a memoir?" Which, like, oh my god, no one gives a shit. I'm already bored of you in this episode. I don't want to read your book. Oh my god, fucking people who write memoirs thinking that their lies are important. They're I not. Know. <laughs> it's true. No one's life is important. It's stupid. And then, um. <laughs> And then Carrie makes Laurel get her a drink, and uh, Laurel's like, oh, a cosmopolitan, right? Like, I remember from your column. And I'm just like, girl, everybody knows that Carrie's a cosmopolitan person. (gasps) But anyway, uh, then she runs into this guy, Bradley. Bradley? He's a doctor, and he's also Larry, your waiter. Oh my god, he is! Okay, (laughs) I knew I recognized him, but I was like, where do I know him from? And yeah, no, now I recognize it. Yeah, but here he's Bradley, your doctor. I gotta say... I kept getting so annoyed this episode because there's like three different times when people are like, oh, Carrie, he's cute or he's (gasps) foxy. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, he's fine. Yeah, so... When I was watching this with my mom, as I told you before we started recording, uh-huh. and probably about like every every time someone was like, oh, he's so cute, she went, no, he's not. <laughs> he's funny looking. He's weird. He's creepy. Like, he's just, <laughs> like, he's not cute. He's fine. He's fine, but he's not like a sex pot. Like, the way they're talking about him is if he's, like, super hot. You know? Yeah. He's not super hot. He's charming. He's very charming. He seems like a nice guy. Like, he's he seems pretty cool. He's a doctor, which is, I guess, important to some people. And, Mm. I don't know. Like, he's fine, but, it yeah, they very do just keep saying it over and over again, and I'm like, can you shut up? It's like you're trying to make me believe something that's not true. (laughs) I Yeah, I feel like I'm being gaslit i mean yeah i don't ever want to be like he's ugly because he's not ugly no he's he's fine but i don't think he's like super conventionally attractive the way they're describing him and it's a bit jarring yeah when they repeat it this much it's a lot when it's a plot point yes that's true it is a plot point (laughs) yeah and they're flirting and he's you know he's i'm a doctor which if you're a doctor i think you could open with that you know because that's just what doctors are like yeah because what does he open with like oh have you read the book and she's like no and he's like me neither i'm just here because i'm the guy's doctor (laughs) yeah it's a smooth segue there dude um Oh, actually, it's even worse than that. She's like, oh, so what do you know about this guy? And then he's like, oh, he's got a broken tibia and, you know, lung disease runs in his family. And then Carrie's like, huh? And he's like, uh, I'm his doctor. So funny. He's really funny. It's so funny. Do you know who, do you know the reputation of being funny? Doctors. They really do. They're the stand-up comedians of professional jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to finish that sentence. Of STEM? I guess of STEM. Science bitches. Um, Anyway, I said bitch so much this episode. I'm sorry. I'm not, but I am. It's it's valid. It's fine. And this is the part where... This is the part where they're eating the massive shrimp. And these shrimp are huge. And I kept seeing the shrimp and being like, oh, I'm so hungry. I really want a big shrimp ring right now. And then it passed because the scene changed. (laughs) 
I mean, you say that. I did watch this episode um, hangry because I'd ordered Deliveroo and it wasn't working. So we were having a, a whole issue with that and i was sort of angrily shoveling peanuts in my mouth oh as you do as you do (laughs) when you don't want to eat too much because you've got food coming but like you need to eat something so yeah i was pissed off this entire episode and i think it really added to it that's fair and they i guess they he asks her out but he's basically just like oh well i'd ask you out for a drink later but i'm going to the hamptons right after this party oh my god kill me going on a four-hour drive like fucking in the middle of the night yeah after a party and he doesn't even like know anyone else here so and he's apparently not even drinking if he's going up tonight i have no idea why even bother going you're a guy's doctor like who invites their fucking doctor to a party i have no idea it doesn't make sense but then carrie's just like okay oh well i'm going to the hamptons tomorrow and so he asks if he can call her when she's there and so i guess she gives him her number in the book because he has a copy of the book there um and i think she's also like oh on friday or whatever we're going to the beach and we'll have a big yellow umbrella so find us there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he just walks away because that's the end of it i guess and laurel's back with her drink and she's just like oh my god he is such a fox you got it going on because she's just like oh my god that happened in the time when i went to get you a drink and you already got a date oh my god yeah and she's like he's so cute again it was leaning a bit too heavy yeah it was too much like maybe maybe i need to just picture it like as if she's saying it because she's trying to impress carrie and not because she actually believes it like she's like oh my god i'm so impressed like you're so cool he's so hot well miranda says it too and miranda doesn't have reason to lie so well, yeah and samantha says it too and i'm like what i don't know but mm, anyway we'll stop bragging on the guy because i'm sure he's nice and then uh, yeah, so then we actually are at the beach, and this is a weird conversation. I do like that her voiceover describes the 20-something girls like rotisserie chickens sizzling on the beach. Mm, I love rotisserie chicken. I do love it. And then they show a clip of the <laughs> girls like rolling over as they tan to like show them being like rotisserie chickens, and it's very like, okay. <laughs> it's very funny and silly. Um, Samantha's like, ugh, when did tanning become popular? Like, I feel like it's kind of always been a thing. <laughs> yeah, like for all of the 20th century, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. And then she's like, I'm going to put on my, you know, factor 45. And Miranda, of all people, says, I didn't even know they made it that high. Girl, you were wearing SPF 60 if you're <laughs> a real redhead. <laughs> she is white as a ghost. She's wearing her big stupid hat. And I feel like she says, I feel like maybe Carrie says something, oh, you know, you'd tan in Flash. She's never had a tan in her life. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. No, never once, ever, ever. Like, I know what it's like to be as white as Miranda and you peel. Like, you become red and then your skin just peels off of your whole body and it's bad. Yeah, my mum isn't even that pale, but like every single time we've been on holiday, I've been frolicking around, you know, with like my SPF like 10 
minding my own damn business and she's been under a parasol she's had a huge hat a giant caftan and still gets burned like it was just what happens it's just you know i know white people you die you gotta watch your skin yeah and if you don't die then you become on fire for like a month straight (laughs) and it's really bad like i got the worst sunburn before my high school graduation i was wearing like a sleeveless shirt and got just like the worst tan right above my boobs in like a rectangle and then i had to wear a strapless (laughs) dress to my grad and i just like it was like a month later and it was still red it was disgusting oh my god yeah and then like meanwhile my boyfriend is like i've never worn sunscreen in my life and i'm like i hate you (laughs) i mean i did get really badly burnt once and that's why i got the freckles on my nose but I've only ever had extremely mild sunburn. Like, it's been gone. But once the day's ended, it's fine. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> Ugh, being outside is a disaster every time of year. I mean, I just don't like going outside. It's fake. Being outside is fake. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I say this. I am kind like, I literally fake tan today. So yeah. I look remotely healthy. Because tans are in, Samantha. Well, that's the thing, is you're gonna, by the time you get older, you're gonna look so good, because, like, your skin won't be all wrinkly from being in the real sun. Exactly. You get the best of both worlds, just like Hannah Montana said. You sure do. Because you get to chill it out, take it slow, but not roast like a chicken, so... (laughs) Um... Yeah, and then, like, Charlotte comes running up and she's like, uh-huh, all effervescent because she's young and apparently Charlotte's trying to get a tan. I guess so, yeah, because she put on tanning oil and then Miranda says she's going to look like a 27-year-old handbag. <laughs> she thought it was really funny. <gasps> True. Sean Penn is the probably the, the quintessential handbag person. Like, he looks like a bullsack. Yeah, he really does. Stay out of the fucking sun, you guys. Even if you, even if you've got melanin, wear SPF mm-hmm. and stay out of the sun. Well, you can still, yeah, you can still get skin cancer even if you're not burning. You got to be careful. Watch out your skin. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you, even if you are darker than uh, you know white, you should still wear something because <laughs> you want to stay protected and you want to be like forty and be like, <laughs> I'm young, I'm youthful. Yeah, just get a spray tan. Like it's long as you're not going super dark no one's gonna call you racist it's good yeah true yeah please don't please don't pull an ariana (laughs) and get progressively darker every single year until people are like wait she's white (laughs) yeah please don't be darker than like literal mixed race people Mm. um this is kind of weird but like otherwise a little bit is good yeah a little bit's fine Uh uh-huh and then we see dr your waiter and and he, he's got his shelf, he's all strutting around. I mean, he's carrying mm-hmm. himself like a very attractive man, which is always nice. Yeah, he's he introduces himself and then kind of just runs off quickly. Yeah, this is weird. Like, imagine, like, he's like, oh, hey, Carrie. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go fucking swimming. And she's like, see ya. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I thought maybe that was him like saying, Oh, come swim with me so we can talk in private and, you know, get all hot and heavy. And <laughs> I don't think it was. It was just an excuse for him to leave. Yeah, I really have no idea what he was trying to do here, but yeah, he leaves and when he leaves, who is it? Is it Miranda or Samantha who's like Oh wait, remember. yeah, Miranda Miranda's like, is that the guy from the book party? And Samantha's like, I've got to start reading. <laughs> 
just confirmed Samantha is illiterate. I love it. It's really good. It's like <laughs> it's like if Miranda had been like, oh, that guy's a doctor, Samantha would be like, I've got to get kidney disease. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, new head cannon. Samantha has rabies. <laughs> Just to meet doctors, or yeah, would well, you? Did you ever see? Oh, maybe I'll send it to you later. But there is like okay. straight up a video of um, there's this girl on Tumblr who does deep dives, and she found someone who like um said they had rabies. Oh my god! And like wanted to have rabies. It was very weird. I remember it being a like a meme, and now everyone's just saying they're feral. So let's bring back rabies. Yeah. Um. It's so weird. And then they're like, "Oh, is he? Oh, he's a good on paper guy." And she proceeds to explain what that means. Yeah. Which is pretty clear. I feel. I feel like everyone has heard the expression "good on paper" before. I don't think it needs to be explained. Yeah, and I feel like everyone has said, you know, on pa- like on paper is just such a used phrase, especially in terms of dating, because everyone, you know, if you've seen Love Island, you know that everyone has a type on paper. That's not necessarily who you end up with. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but she proceeds to explain exactly what it means and I guess he is he basically is good on paper because you know he's a doctor he's super polite he's really nice like you know everything kind of is there but she doesn't really feel it I guess like she's not really sure if she's interested I don't trust doctors I feel like especially one who's polite because hmm. he's definitely going to be a serial killer he's definitely going to kill you I don't trust doctors because they were med students once true and those are the worst people <laughs> in the world or you know the worst people in the, mer- the world are pre-med students and I'm sorry but if you're a pre-med student then just just drop out of school <laughs> like I'm sorry I'm pro-education but like stop <laughs> you're the worst you know what the world yeah we need less healthcare professionals fuck <laughs> off i mean i've had my dealings with a lot of very highly shitty doctors and like i mean a doctor can just not treat me like a fucking piece of shit and i'm like oh my god he's so nice how nice mm-hmm. is he oh wow <laughs> they were so nice to me because they just didn't tell me i was a fucking idiot and making up every single yeah. illness i ever had um, so I just genuinely, I have a genuine dislike and a general dislike for doctors. Mm-hmm. That's incredibly valid <laughs> and deserved. They don't have souls. True. <laughs> no, they never did. No, and not even in a sexy vampire way. No, more in like a want your money and don't want to listen to you kind of way. Yeah. Um, and then... Okay, so Greg is still spinning Charlotte around, and Charlotte's like, we should get rum to make drinks. And then her and Greg, like, high five. (laughs) Well, they want it. She wants to make the most 20-something of drinks, a Long Island iced tea. Which is disgusting. Oh, I love a Long Island iced tea. I love it. I don't like it, but, like, I respect her for (laughs) wanting to make drinks when they're out away for the weekend. Like, that kind of sounds like fun. I mean, this is a a vacation where you are just drunk consistently. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they're at a beach house. What else are they going to do? So Beach houses are made for being drunk, and then Mm -hmm. you sort of look back on it, and you're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have been swimming. 
running and, you know, around fire all that time when I was <laughs> wasted. I mean, like, you don't have to be throwing up on the beach drunk to be, like, drinking at a beach house weekend. No. So. No, no. You're just, like, a nice tipsy. You're a, you're a consistently tipsy for a yeah. little while. You're just a bit loose. You're, like, consistently, you know, there's this bonfire, there's almost definitely weed being passed around. Some dude's got a guitar. Like, I, I, I know what this smells like. I can smell it. I love Miranda's little thumbs up that she does after they high five. Like, Charlotte and Greg do a <laughs> high five and Miranda's like, excellent. And does a thumbs up. <laughs> it's very Bill and Ted. Yeah, it really is. So then it, Miranda's like, I'm going to go back because if I stay any longer, then I'll burn. Which it, it does not add up to what we said earlier in the fucking scene so great writing everyone true um and also she's still gonna burn she's still fucking outside like it's not any hotter or brighter at the beach than it is anywhere else (laughs) and she's like covered she's under an umbrella so no she's like i'm gonna go to the market and pick up some food and make dinner and they're like Mm -hmm. dope um and then yeah and then we like cut to uh carrie and the doctor and they're walking down the beach and this is where she's wearing the horrible shorts yeah i didn't care for this it's not a good look i don't really understand this like they okay so they met up and he's asking if she's free later and keeps trying to be like oh well are you free for dinner are you free to spend time after that sometime and honestly it's kind of a bit much for me when it kind of seems like carrie's just like i don't know maybe and he yeah keeps asking yeah he's really full-on like i don't know he just seems to really be smitten by her for some reason yeah he's like i'm gonna miss you if i don't see you and i'm like really her <laughs> yeah and they just met like i don't know they've they've spoken for what a collective time of about five minutes pretty much because i don't understand the timeline of this like did he just pick her up and then he's already asking, what are we going to do later? Because it seems like they're hanging out now. So I don't get it, but... No, nothing <laughs> nothing makes any sense. But he sort of says to her, like, oh, you know, come around mine. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. And Carrie just does seem kind of reluctant, though. So the whole thing is kind of... it's just It feels kind of awkward to me when she keeps kind of being like, I don't know if I'm into this or not. Well, again, don't go around creepy doctor's house because you will get murdered. Mm-hmm, true. And that's why the show ended after this episode. <laughs> um, okay, how much of a stunt would it be if you just write a normal series and then... <laughs> Like, right at the end, just the main character gets murdered by a serial killer. <laughs> and then it changes into a show about the serial killer. That'd be really good. It'd yeah. be... I mean, I guess that kind of happens in Skins. Spoiler. Does it? <laughs> I've never seen Skins. Oh, and like, the show just carry on, but like, one of the characters randomly gets killed by a serial killer, and it's really out of place. And, like, I think, like, every season or so, they have just someone get fucking killed. Like, really, like, abruptly and kind of horribly. Well, that's fun for those teens. Yeah, those those crazy British teens, what will they get up to next? They're just getting murdered. (laughs) Um, they... They're back at the house, and Miranda has, like, gotten corn and seafood for dinner, I guess, and then she's basically like, okay, but your groupie can't stay to Carrie, who's just gotten back, and... 
so I guess Laurel just showed up out of nowhere and Miranda sent her up to Carrie's room because she was being annoying. Yeah, and Laurel knows where she's staying as well, which is weird. Um, yeah. So, like, Carrie goes up and she's like, does she go up immediately or something else happens? Yeah, she goes up, like, right away. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Charlotte is like, yeah, she goes up and then Laurel's talking about, like, how... When she was 15, she read every Jackie Collins novel and she was like, am I supposed to be scandalized? Uh, She just goes on a whole rant about, um, you know, how sex doesn't mean anything anymore and, like, that's why she's choosing not to have it. And Carrie is just like, why are you reading my column? Yeah, I'm, like, screaming that in my head at the same time. Like, what the... Why do you worship Carrie so much? It doesn't make any sense. Like, if anything, Carrie is promoting having a lot of sex yeah i i don't know and it just stresses me out hearing people be like other women just devalue sex by having it all the time and i'm like um what (laughs) yeah if anything this is just a less glamorous jackie collins novel it's a jackie collins novel but occasionally but like the main stud is just a fucking loser (laughs) basically is yeah i don't know it stresses me out to listen to and at the same time while she's saying all this she's like painting carrie's toes so we have to see her feet and her toes a whole bunch and it's bad it's so creepy Mm -hmm. yeah i don't like it i don't want to be touching people's feet i don't want to touch people's feet i don't want to see people's feet and i don't want to hear other people telling me about how women have devalued sex by having too much of it like yeah i don't really give a shit about that's not my opinion and i don't agree with it well it's just kind of like we've been hearing like you're told your entire life that sex means so much that by the time you finally realize that it's like not that important you're kind of like oh i've been lied to my entire life that women and their virginities are so important (laughs) like i'm pretty sure we don't need to revert back to everyone believing that's true and also women haven't even been taught to find pleasure from sex it's Mm. just seen as something where you lay back and accept what's happening Mm -hmm. as opposed to being active and enjoying it Mm -hmm. so you know i don't blame people for wanting to do something which is you know, enjoyable. Yeah, very much. And it's definitely not women's fault because it takes two to tango. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Very much does. Unless you're unless you're doing a one-man tango, so. Unless you are doing, like, a little tap dance routine, then, I mean, again, that's highly valid. <laughs> Extremely valid. The most valid you could possibly be. Yeah. Um, and then Charlotte barges in, in her little Calvin Klein high-waisted nude panties mm-hmm. and a robe, and she's like, there's a tick on my stomach and I can't seem to get it off. I, I loved this. And Laurel's just like, that's not a tick. <laughs> That's a crab. I love the smash cut when Charlotte asks what it is and it just cuts to the crabs being thrown into the water to cook them and you're just like, oh, that's one way to say it. It's disgusting. And then they like run downstairs and Samantha's like, there goes our shitty sheets. Yeah. (laughs) So much. It's so much. Uh, Um, Yeah. And then it's like a smash cut. It's just a smash cut again to like the fire at um, 
Dr. Your Waiter's place. Ah, uh, yeah, it is, where they're just, like, hanging out on the porch. And then Carrie's such a piece of shit, because she not only runs down and, like, tells uh, Samantha and Miranda, but she also tells the doctor, and it's like, okay, yeah, he's a doctor, but also you're not seeing him as a doctor? Yes. That's, like, immediately what they're talking about when we see them, because she's like, oh, I had crabs in college, and now I'm just terrified to go back to the house, and yeah, because the doctor's like, oh, I'd be happy to prescribe your friend some industrial strength pubicide. <laughs> Oh, it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like you should be talking to your date about your no, friend's ailment. You because should Because that's really fucked up. Yeah, and he he has, like, met her for a fraction of a second, pretty much. Like, he, I don't even know if he knows her name at this point. If, if she, if Carrie had said, like, oh, go speak to him, he might be able to write you a prescription. But you can't do that for her. That's just so embarrassing. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's very awkward. And then he's kind of like, oh, well, you know, if you don't want to go back to your house, it might mean you have to stay the night. Again, he's so full on. A little bit hard on, yeah. And then he's basically just like or no then carrie is like okay well maybe but you know nothing funny is gonna happen and it seems like kind of a, just yeah. a nice night of them hanging out and sleeping together but not sleeping together as she says yeah yeah they i mean they they have their clothes on and yeah they have clothes on they're just like literally sleeping together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah nothing too much and then we get a cut to a party which i'm guessing was supposed to be the next night after this uh-huh, yeah, okay, so it's the the hoedown, speaking of Hannah Montana. Yes, the hoedown showdown. <laughs> we are just on the ball with our Disney girls, our southern Disney girls. We're so hip and happening. We also talked about when Ariana was white, and that was back <laughs> when she was like a Disney girl, basically. <laughs> Back before she Rachel Dolezaled, um, yeah, she used to be white. Uh, she used to have an entirely different face as well, but we won't talk about that. Uh-huh. No, she wasn't, wasn't she a Nickelodeon girl? She, yeah, Nickelodeon, whatever she was, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Nina G, uh, Samantha's former assistant, has started her own company and using all of Samantha's old guest lists. Uh, and she is hosting this summer's Hampton Hoedown, which is apparently a thing where rich people go and get crunk listening to country music. Uh, this just seems, like, very white. Yeah, extremely. I mean, it's the Hamptons, so... (laughs) If there is a black person in the Hamptons who's, like, not Jay-Z, I would like to meet them. (laughs) True. (laughs) And, like... Okay, so Samantha's wearing, like, a blue sheer sarong type thing with, like, a flowy white top. I kind of love this outfit because it is so, like, it's not dress code appropriate at all. (laughs) She's wearing, like, like a sarong with her bikini underneath it. It's, It's so weird. And then Miranda is wearing, like, kind of a, um, like a Chinese inspired maxi dress i want to say something like that it's like red i think um it's like a weird it's like a red the way the reason i say it's chinese inspired is because it's like red and gold um and it's like a satiny material yeah it just it kind of looks like it kind of looks like a nightgown yeah it's like i wouldn't wear it but i'm also short so i wouldn't wear a maxi dress anyway uh i'm wearing a maxi dress right now oh that's nice but i've tied it up because i don't it just gets on my nerves <laughs> valid 
Carrie is wearing like the ugliest outfit. She this is our this is our second pink cowboy hat, Carrie, and it's by far the worst. Oh, it's horrible. She's wearing like this ugly skirt and then she's got like a bandeau on or something and then her red cowboy hat and it's just like this is ugly. I hate it. She's got like a rainbow leather armband as well, which doesn't go. Well, she's gay now. I wish. <laughs> Me too. Can't even joke about that. It's so untrue that it's like, <laughs> ugh. Don't joke about that. <laughs> I know, right? And Samantha's like kind of low key pissed because she's like, well, there's m- not even low key. She's just straight up pissed that like more people came to this than who come to most of her events. And she's like, how did Nina even do this? Well, we find out. Yes, we do. So she decides she's gonna get a little vengeance. And well, not and she's like she goes to to sort of say hello to Nina, and she's like, oh, I just wanted to, you know, no hard feelings, like, you know, I understand you've done a really good job with this, and then some guy interrupts Samantha. Um, he seems to be like an older guy, like he looks like looks like Andy Cohen, or <laughs> yeah, who who's the newsreader? Who's like a Vanderbilt who has the white hair? Anderson Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like a mesh of them. Oh my god! And <laughs> he's he's wearing like he's dressed like Woody from Toy Story, and he's like, Nina, can you get the young people to leave? Like they're not supposed to be here this at this time. And then she's like, Yeah, I'm working on it. And then Nina's friend who. <laughs> apparently coked out as nina says is like saying that there's people outside who don't who aren't on the guest list but have invitations like what's going on so that's why there's so many people there because word got out yep yep it wasn't even anything to do with her being a good planner yep did samantha have a plus four like what's going on yeah i have no idea because she got an invite from nina but like that Seems like a lot of people to bring, but okay. Also, it's just on the beach where there's like a bunch of other people also on the beach. They're probably just going to wander over and be like, oh, there's a party going on. Sweet. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I imagine like places like this would have a lot of townies who can just talk their way into stuff. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, I bet. Um, so, yeah. And then these fireworks start going off and apparently they're not supposed to go off till midnight. Um this is great, though. So is this before or after uh, Charlotte, like... This is after Charlotte, yeah. Because Charlotte is, like... Charlotte is prepared to just get real pissed at Greg for giving her crabs. And it's just a short scene scene where she, like, confronts him. And like, he's, she's just like, you gave me crabs. <laughs> and he's like, why do you think it was me? <laughs> and then he calls her out for lying about her age. And, like, the whole scene is so stupid. <laughs> but yeah yeah i mean neither of them are right i know but also he definitely knew he had crabs before he had sex with her Uh like yeah like it's not the worst thing you can transmit to someone else but you still don't want to transmit it to someone else so hell no Ugh. um yeah and (laughs) so they get into a fight and like they both storm off in a half yeah and then back to samantha 
she very easily convinces everyone to go outside to go watch the fireworks. Yes. She just sort of claps her hands and she's like, everybody, go outside. And they do. I love it. <laughs> it's really good. I love this scene because it's like the perfect balance of Sam getting to like be really nice to Nina and do like something that makes Nina appreciate her and stuff. But then she, <laughs> then one second later she sees Greg and she's just like, I think you two would really hit it off. <laughs> Yeah. It's good. It's um it's a real move. Mm-hmm. Real <laughs> manipulation, scammery. I love it. Mm-hmm. Respect me and get crabs. So <laughs> Um, oh, and then we just go to Carrie. Carrie's the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we have Laurel again. And she's like, look, I got your name. I got a name necklace, just like you. And I, again, felt called out. <laughs> Are you wearing yours? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. I took it off when I ariana earlier, so mm. I forgot to put it back on. That's fair. <laughs> uh yeah like laurel's just being very annoying and carrie basically just like fucks right off she's just like okay (laughs) and escapes and she's kind of just pondering yeah she ponders she has her in a monologue and she's like oh you know 20 20 something year old girls weren't too bad like they're fine they're just kind of misguided she's you know waxing lyrical Mm -hmm. and then she Oh my god, the fucking the Indian soap opera like editing comes through. Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big is there with a young hot thing, and mm. Carrie just goes, "Is it you?" Yes, she walks right up to them and says that. And his response oh is, God. what are you doing here? And, uh, yeah, she thinks he's a barrage. He says he just got back from Paris, because that was their whole reason they broke up. He was like, I'm going to Paris. And she's like, you didn't even think about me. And Yeah. Yeah. If you remember from the iconic episode of Seagulls Make Do. Oh, this yes. This is like a nice little theme. <laughs> Of my mum was on that episode, and now she was back to give me some commentary. Um, yeah, she also was like, "Well, he's not even that cute, is he? Who big? <laughs> yeah, or, she's yeah. like, he's not hot." And I said, "No, but he has charisma." And she's like, "He does have charisma." That's true. The thing is, he does have that, but he is worth throwing a hamburger at your TV for because you're like pissed that he's moving to Paris. I'll never fucking forget her throwing that fucking McDonald's cheeseburger at the TV. The tiny little like three inch TV. Her yeeting it. It was amazing. And then yeah he's like Natasha. Oh um, yeah he introduces his new GF Natasha and She's like, hi, Carrie, I've heard so much about you. And oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and Carrie's like, okay. She's kind of just in a stunned silence for most of this. Uh-huh. And then Natasha walks away to give them a bit of privacy. And he's like, "I, you know, I was going to tell you because I didn't want to run into you like this. But, you know, I met someone else who were moving back to New York. The Paris thing fell through. Uh-huh. And she's like, how old is she? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know, 26, 27. Like, what? If you've been, like, he's been seeing her since Paris. She came back from Paris with him, and he doesn't know how old she is. Like, I, 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 I cannot, if I was dating someone, they didn't know how old I was. Mm-hmm. They were just like, I don't know, 24. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fucking, it's it, like, okay, big, kind of a red flag, especially <laughs> when you're like in your 40s and you're dating someone who's yeah. younger than you. Like, like, if I was dating someone who's like basically the same age as me whatever they might be like i don't know she's like 22 23 if i'm dating someone who is in their 40s mm-hmm. they should probably be aware of my exact age they better be fucking know like your exact date of birth to the year <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway biggest scum and he's scum i mean mm-hmm. i said this in a tumblr post the other day that like i i really do not have time for men who are like in their 40s and dating 20 year olds mm-hmm. i feel like it's so creepy and sue agreed with me i think was it so actually Probably. Someone else. i think everyone should have agreed with you i, I mean everyone you. agrees with me i feel mm-hmm. like someone might have commented but like it's such a huge turn off because i can i mean i i like an older man i'll freely have crushes on them but when i'm like when when one of them says oh yeah my girlfriend's 24 i'm like um ew <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, like, just straight up gross. Like, there's a difference yeah. between me being, like, oh, Mads Mikkelsen is hot and being, like, I would date someone in their 40s. Like, it's, there's a difference. Yeah. There's <laughs> so. a difference, too. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference to me being, like, oh, he's cute. And then even, I mean, even if they're a real, I'm not saying Mads Mikkelsen is not a real person, but say they're in front of you and they're, like, <laughs> yeah. do you want to go out on a date? You should at least be very pained by the idea of asking me out on a date. Yeah. You should be like, oh, but you're so young, but I'm just so in love with you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. No shit. She's Alex. Like, have you uh-huh. seen her? Uh, and Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Every Every person who's been attracted to women should fall at my feet and cry when they see me. Um, they don't, but I mean, you can be wrong. Well, that's why we have a podcast, because it's not a visual medium, because if it was a visual medium, it would be like, no one would know what we were talking about. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, like, when you're trying to look at something, like, really hard, and you can't hear things very clearly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one would be able to concentrate on me. It's just... Oh, it's, it's just, just so hard. Well, it's just they look at you and their brains turn to jelly. Like, it's understandable. It's just it's just difficult being the personification of Aphrodite. Um, <laughs> it's it's truly just been a curse my entire life. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, back to big, big. Uh, Carrie is like she's just so struck by all of this and she's just like she she eventually just kind of turns around and is like i'll see you in the hamptons or back in the city or wherever and then she's yeah. like walking away and he's like i'll i'll call you in the city and she's just is already gone <laughs> <laughs> and then 
she's like just standing oh my god this is so dramatic i kind of i kind of did have to stand this moment just for the peak fucking drama of it all yeah no same (laughs) um so she's like standing she's standing on the beach like she's just seen a ghost she's pale and just like she's doing a thousand yard stare yeah (laughs) Miranda comes running up to her like oh my god Carrie are you okay like where has she even come from (laughs) (laughs) this is a huge party yeah true yeah Um, and then yeah it doesn't even make sense like if Miranda had seen her talking to Big then you think she would have come over and saved her yeah you'd Um, think so I don't know maybe she just saw Carrie like zoned out and thought she was on drugs or something and she's mm-hmm. like, Carrie, are you okay? And Carrie's like, I saw Big, and he's with a 26-year-old. And then she throws up on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so fake because she, like, has her hat over her, like, mouth to the yeah. camera. So, like, you don't have to actually put any vomit in, and mm-hmm. she's just making retching sounds. Yeah. And then, it like, Miranda is holding back her hair and... Then the voiceover at the end is like, the thing about 20-something girls is that they're great until one of them's dating the man who broke your heart. Oh my god. This is... I can't believe we only have one more episode left this season. (sighs) And there's so much. It's so much. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I'm just so mad he's back. I am too. We had such a good run where he wasn't here and she was pretty valid for several episodes in a row. And we are about to be in a long streak of Carrie being the least valid probably every episode for like <laughs> a while. She, yeah, I I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough challenge for the other ladies to be so terrible as to beat Carrie because she just is fucking... She has taken her reserves of dumb bitch juice and uh-huh. she's drowning in it. Very true. I think there's only one episode I can think of where one character is certainly going to be worse than Carrie. And that's like oh. an exceptional case. So, <laughs> And that's Samantha. So, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so ugh, can't wait to get to that one. That's going to be fucking just great. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So speaking of, let's rank. Let's rank. Okay. Well, do you have any right off the top of your head? Um. Um. I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Charlotte at the bottom because I feel like she. I just feel like lying about your age is a really shitty thing to do, and there was just like there was no reason to do it. It was really dumb. Um. Then mm-hmm. I'm gonna put Miranda because she did make dinner for the four of them, which is really nice. But that's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. She didn't really do enough. Uh, Carrie, Carrie would try to be helpful just to and help a young woman, which I think is nice. And I don't really blame her for being upset when she saw Big. Yeah, same. And then uh, Samantha for um, Scam. Yeah, I did like that. I think my order is identical to yours. Uh, oh my god, synergy. Very much so. Like... Yeah, Samantha had some really good moments this episode, especially at the end. That was just, like, perfect. And she also had, like, the best outfits. Charlotte really pissed me off because, like, the whole episode was 
the worst for her but then like I really didn't like how at the beginning she was like oh it's gonna be the last time we can ever have a summer together I'm so excited we you guys need to come to this beach house and then she spent the entire time hanging out with some like 26 year old guy <laughs> instead of hanging out with her yeah. friends and I'm like what the, why did you want them to come to this beach house with you if you didn't even want to hang out with them maybe it's so she could afford it maybe probably even though she probably has more money than like all of them just because of her family also samantha had like a she had like a white blazer in the beginning which had like a sheer panel at the back it was Mm. it was kind of a stunt i did like that (laughs) and she asked for the doctor for drugs like it was a whole thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she did do that yeah we didn't mention that she did ask the doctor for prescriptions god yeah valid and she had to put up with that terrible, terrible assistant, so. hmm I guess we can get into questions. So if you want to send us a question, you can send us questions to citygirlsmakedo.tumblr.com slash ask, or you can send them to citygirlsmakedo at gmail.com, which I have forgotten to check. So next week I'll check it because we already have five messages in Tumblr. Uh, but we can go through, through through these pretty fast. So um, our first question is from Tumblr user Mike Dawson, a friend of the show and regular guest asker. Uh, the question is, if Carrie branched out into writing fiction, what sort of stories would she write? Any genre, any format? Hmm. I, I feel like she would write like chiclet romance novels, Jackie Collins-esque stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's creative enough to branch out. Yeah, I really cannot see her doing anything else. Like, she absolutely could never do, like, a fantasy or sci-fi. If she tried, it would suck. Mm -hmm. She could maybe venture into some, like, YA-type stuff, maybe. And... The Carrie Diaries? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She could probably write something, like, a Gossip Girl-esque yeah, yeah, I'm with you on the Gossip Girl. That could definitely... I don't know, I feel like she just hates young people to the point that she wouldn't want to think about them. That's true, that's true. Well, she would never write anything... She would never get on the, like, dystopian young adult novel type scene, because that's entirely not her <sighs> oh thing. God. That's like Miranda's jam, if she was a writer. I feel like Miranda reads those books as well. Well, Miranda... I feel like Miranda could also write, like, horror. I don't know. Oh, Yeah. She'd I'm be with good. you. Yeah. Carrie, though, just absolutely, like, she she could not have, she does not have range, so. <laughs> she doesn't have the range. No, <laughs> she does not. Uh, so I think that's, uh, do you have anything else to add on that one? No. Um, so our second question is from friend of the show, Sue, who is at least five lizards on Tumblr. Uh, and at they least. Are- at least five lizards uh and they're asking i couldn't help but wonder when encountering an ex what would the city girls do or in a parentheses wwtcgd oh my god are we like dolly oh you feel so blessed (laughs) Uh, oh god what would we do okay for real i would just leave yeah I'm trying to imagine, like, I feel like, I was gonna say it depends, but on the X, but at the same time, I only really have one X anyway, so, like, I feel like I would kind of just try to excuse myself as soon as possible. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, if uh-huh. they, if they, if I didn't think they'd seen me, I would just leave, and, oh, like, yeah. what are they gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're gonna text me? I don't, I'm not gonna answer it. Um, uh, and if... 
I knew they had seen me, I'd be like, hey, and then maybe do a bit of, you know, boring, mm. like, oh, how's your mum? <laughs> you all yeah. right? Yeah, I, I gotta go. Like, I don't even think I would pretend to be like, my life is so much better than yours. I'm trying to impress you. Like, I would just want to avoid the conversation entirely. Yeah, same. I, I just have no interest in catching up. It's kind of just like, okay, just let's just part ways now. Uh, I've moved yeah. on and I'm in somewhere different in my life now. So, but I, yeah. I no, I don't even see the point of trying to brag because who cares? No, exactly. I'm happy with my life as it is. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for that question, Sue. Uh, thank you. Our next question is from other friend of the show who was recent guest host on the show, Sarah. A.K.A. <laughs> A.K.A. A Chisatankis. <laughs> or, okay, wait, so it's, okay, wait, so it's Chie, wait, Chie Satanakis? Now you know why I say Chisatankis. <laughs> okay, I, I think I did it right. I had to get Sarah to explain the question to me because I didn't get it because I don't know anything. Um, okay, so the question is, if Big was to be executed Danganronpa style, what would his ironic punishment be? And while you're at it, what would Big be at Hope's Peak Academy for? Which, so I had to ask her what both of these mean. <laughs> um, the... Okay, so let's do the first one. So if he was going to be executed Danganronpa style. So, yeah, this is like an ironic punishment. So I guess... um, So it has to be very on-the-nose kill for his personality and stuff. Uh, Yeah, maybe he would just, like, I don't know, seduce whoever and, like, just kill them. Wait, like, the person seduces him and kills him? Yeah, I mean, that's what Carrie's gonna do. That's Unless true. Carrie is the kill, like, <gasps> Carrie sort of arises like a banshee. She crawls out of a mirror like the grudge girl and kills him. I would love that. I was imagining something like, because he's like a big, he does a business, right? Like, he's a business man. He's a businessman. And I was like, well, what if, like, you know how the stock market crashes? What if it, like, literally crashed on him? Like, what if he was, like, on Wall Street and, like, one of those big signs with the stocks on it just fell on him? That would be very funny and very good. Mm -hmm. And I would be down for that. I would be too, and I think that would be good. So the second part of the question is, what would Big be at Hope's Peak Academy for? So... Okay, so wait, Sarah's explanation was that it's just like you go there to be really good at like what you're you're an expert at because she was like, oh, I would go there to be like for podcasting or something. Okay. Um, you would go there for being a big ass douchebag. <laughs> like, you would go there for gaslighting women and being like emotionally unavailable. Yeah, exactly. And he would learn how to be a literal douchebag for literally douching. <laughs> So that's what he would do. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. um, impractical, useless, and harmful to women. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, all right. <laughs> so that was okay. We got two more questions, and I think they're both pretty fast. So next one is from anonymous, and it says, "What would you do if you ran into your crab ex, an ex, an actual giant crab? Also, which of the girls are most likely to date a giant crab?" I would never date a crab. Not to be racist, but, like, <laughs> I can't really get behind, you know, crustaceans. I think they're ugly. Would you date a cancer? 
No, I'm not really. Here's the thing. I don't know why air signs seem to flock around me. They're not air signs. (laughs) No, let me continue. Okay, okay. And water signs, like two, and I don't have any water or air in my like uh, in my chart. But I just seem to know so many fucking water and air signs. Yeah, I wonder cancer. I don't think. I think they're a bit a bit too emotional for me and. Like, I'm already not very good at my own emotions, so mm-hmm. I don't know how good I'd be with someone else's. Yeah. Just, you know, chill out. Crabby. Crabby bye. I feel like if, like, I don't think I would date a crab, but, like, if I ran into a crab ex, I feel like I would just keep walking straight because they'd have to, like, turn 90 <laughs> degrees to follow me. <laughs> so, like, it'd, yeah. be an, it'd be an effort for them. I I remember I remember like on holiday once I saw a crab for the first time in real life oh. and screamed. Oh no! They're kind of cute when they're the tiny ones. Ah, uh, they're creepy. They're like hard spiders. They kind of are. They got they got those shells. Yeah, I love the little mermaid. And then I saw one. And I was like, that. Ah, what the fuck is that? They are they are kind of wriggly. I don't know. They're okay, but. And then the second part of the question is, which of the girls are most likely to date a giant crab? And I don't know why, but my brain instantly said Miranda. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't think it would work out well either. I don't think it would. But like, for some reason, I can just imagine Miranda being like, what? He's not that different. He's just like a little crabby. (laughs) And then (laughs) but then she has to break up with him for some stupid reason. And I don't know. I can just imagine it being Miranda. In... In the Second City Bojack Horseman world, I feel like she might be a crab. Oh my god, she totally could be. True. God, now I'm just gonna like picture what they'd all be in Bojack Horseman world. Oh, and she'd be red as well. It'd be amazing. Next question. Thank you, Anonymous. Yes, our final question is from a friend of the show, Scout. Uh, so Scout is asking as anonymous, Hey city girls, uh, did you have mentors growing up slash now? What were slash are they like? No, that's my answer. I gotta say, I've never really had like a mentor of any kind ever. I mean, no, I, I, I don't think I've had anyone sort of show me the ropes of something who hasn't been like a teacher or a parent. Yeah, like, the closest thing to a mentor would maybe be, like, when I was in grad school, people showing me, like, people kind of supervising me without being my actual boss or anything like that. I don't know, just people who are more senior than me. But I wouldn't even say that they were like, oh, I looked up to them because they were mentors. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't know. I never really had, and maybe it's also because I didn't really participate in, like, activities ever. <laughs> So I was never like, oh, no. <laughs> I have a mentor for, like, anything, because I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I've had, like, a lot of, like, acting teachers, I could say, were my mentors, but I didn't really have them for long enough mm-hmm. to say that. So, I don't know. I don't know. My mom, and she's upstairs. She's asleep. True. <sighs> moms, my, all mom, well, no, I can't say all moms are mentors, because that's just not true. <laughs> But it's just not true. It's just not true. But my mom has been a pretty cool mom, and your mom seems like a pretty cool mom. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as we said, they're the problematic faves of the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. If you even will. if absolutely, even if you've got a good one, they'll still be kind of weird. Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess, like, she's probably the person who's made me the most who I am today. Like, she'll, she'll be the person to give me a pep talk. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's probably the reason why I'm a weirdo as well. So <laughs> I think that's, like, the, cl- yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's the closest thing to a mentor. Uh-huh. Makes sense. And that's pretty much that that is our last question. We are out of questions now for this week at least. So, yeah, next week will be our last of season 2 and we will also have a very special guest. We do. We've got a very special guest next week and then we've got some very special guests in season 3 planned and I'm super excited for all of them and I'm so excited for the what is to come in season 3. So keep listening, like as if you made it like 30 episodes into the show and were like, this is where I'm going to stop or you telling me to keep listening is what's going to make me keep listening. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, we got Kyle McLaughlin coming. Uh Uh-huh. Big Daddy Chin is coming. Oh, he is. Well, actually he's not, but... Um, no, but he is like a mainstay. So if that's if that's enough to entice you, then keep listening. Tell your friends. Tell your buddies. Tell your mentors. Tell your mentories. Tell everyone. Tell your crab. Yeah. Should we tell people where they can find us on on the internet? We do that. That's probably a good idea. We do do that, and I forgot about that. Um. Yeah. You can find me online at Age of Oddish on Twitter, and you can find me on Tumblr at Windfall Island. Yeah, and you can find me on Tumblr at Dork Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And check out our podcast. It's on, well, you're already checking out our podcast, but check out where our podcast is hosted on noisepace.xyz with all those other great podcasts that you love to listen to, like Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die and the Island Shuffle and My Pod Cabbages and all the other ones like Tuning Fork. And there's too many to list, but go check those out and uh, we will see you next week. So, so long and good night. <laughs> Again, we've said that one before, but. <laughs> um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't stream Seven Rings on iTunes. Yeah. Don't pay for Seven Rings when you could just <laughs> listen to it for free. <laughs> yeah. Don't do blackface. <laughs> good night. Bye. <laughs>